Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Dating Podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne. This podcast is brought to you by You Are Dynamic LLC, the company who believes in and cares about you. This is the third of four episodes of this series, and I titled it Escaping into the New Year. Your child, the traumatized, forgotten, and unintended victim of domestic violence. Your child, the traumatized, forgotten, and unintended victim of domestic violence. In week one, I show you how to mentally prepare to leave your abusive relationship. In week two, I explain why we continuously attract abusive mates. And in this week, I'm going to talk to you about your child witnessing domestic violence is destroying his or her life. You probably aren't even thinking that the child that you're carrying or have carried would ever witness domestic violence, but because it's happening to you, it's happening to them. Even while the child is in the womb, they can feel emotions. Did you know that? And whatever you're feeling, so is your child. So are you feeling fear? Well, so is your child. That same child who is now sitting at the dinner table as you and your abuser argue and fight has been conditioned from birth to feel unsafe in their own home. They hear the cursing and the unkind words. They see the pain and the tears on your face every time you and the abuser face each other. They watch as dad chokes mom out and throws her onto the floor. And they're seeing that when he drags her down the hall out of eyesight supposedly and slams the bedroom door they see that too but what is the child doing while this is going on they're putting their little tiny hands over their ears to try to block out the ugliness they're witnessing and then to escape this explosion that just rocked their world they go sit in a corner face the wall and hum to themselves and rock back and forth
What you just heard was a call from a six-year-old named Lisa. Now, how did Lisa know what to do and how did she know who to call? Well, sadly enough, she's made that call many times before. So has that call ever been made from your house by your child? I hope not, but we don't want that to happen, right? All right, now I'm going to go ahead and define the phrase witnessing domestic violence because over the years, there's been some confusion as to what's considered witnessing domestic violence. It's important to note that witnessing domestic violence is also known as being exposed to, to domestic violence or intimate partner violence. Children are aware of what's going on. Therefore, witnessing abuse can be direct or indirect. They're aware of the tension in the home and they feel the discomfort between the spouses, such as their mom's fearfulness when their dad's car pulls in a driveway or the fear that a parent may feel when they're in the presence of the other parent. Witnessing or being exposed to domestic violence means that the child is seeing the actual event of the physical or emotional and or sexual abuse. They can hear the threats or, or fighting noises. They can hear the parents screaming at each other. And then they observe the aftermath, guys, the aftermath of the physical abuse. They see the blood, the bruises and the tears and the torn clothing. They see the items that are broken, strewn across the living room or the spaghetti that's thrown on the wall from the dinner plates. This is real, this is real. Here's Jade's story. Jade, now 33, witnessed domestic violence as a child. And she says, I was five when my mom met her ex-husband and the violence started when she told him she was pregnant with my brother a year later. The marriage ended when he went to prison and I was turning 15 at the time. What I experienced growing up rears its head at times when I don't expect it. I was the second oldest and, and you take on the role of being the protector. I would try to make everything okay and that has carried into my adult life. Someone shouting or slamming something still makes me feel physically sick. I had to grow up so quick. There was always so much adult stuff to deal with. I experienced a lot of mental abuse from my mom's ex. He would say I'd amount to nothing that I'd end up on a state with five kids and that I'd never do anything with my life. I apologize all the time, even if it's not my fault from growing up the way that we did. I struggle a lot with my confidence, almost self-sabotage, not thinking I'm good enough, thinking why have I done as well as I have because I shouldn't have. I left school with no qualifications and I always feel like I'm waiting for someone to catch me out. It's just a badge you will always carry. I don't think it ever leaves you. So in this case, when Jade is talking about she would try to make everything okay and that that has carried on into her adult life. Well, think about that. And a simple term I can think of off the top of my head is people pleasing. 
trying to make everything okay. That carried into her adult life. So she had no idea who she was because she was always trying to please someone else to make everything okay. And then she talks about someone shouting or slamming something still makes me feel physically sick. So imagine she's in a restaurant, just say for instance, and somebody accidentally drops a plate to the ground. That makes her feel physically sick. Or let's say she's walking down the street and someone's shouting, hey, Glenn, to catch Glenn's attention. Well, that shouting makes her physically sick. And then she says, I struggle a lot with my confidence, almost self-sabotage, not thinking I'm good enough. Wow. And that's because someone has fed that into her mind that she's not good enough. She's a prime example of the lingering and horrendous effects of witnessing domestic violence. Let's talk about myths and facts. Myth. The younger the child, the less he or she will be affected by exposure to violence. Fact. Chronic exposure to domestic violence negatively affects your child's developing brain. Myth. The young children will not remember the violence they have witnessed. Fact. Children do not forget what they have witnessed. Adults hope that if the violence is not talked about, the children's memories of the event will disappear. However, young children demonstrate a remarkable capacity for recalling traumatic events. Children's vivid accounts of violent events stand in contrast to the parents' reports that their children did not see the violence or were unaware of it. Do you ever wonder what goes on in the mind and the emotions of your child as they are experiencing these different violent situations? Have, has your child witnessed insomnia, bedwetting? They have cognitive issues, learning difficulties. Some children self-harm. They become aggressive and antisocial. And of course, naturally, they would exper experience depression and anxiety. It's also common for children who grow up in these environments to be starving for attention. As one parent is trying to survive the abuse, the other is focused on abusing and controlling their partner. These children are feeling abandoned, worthless, and powerless. These are called psychosomatic effects. Another thing I found interesting is that the girls are more likely to keep their distress inside. They may become withdrawn from other people and become anxious or depressed, while boys seem to express their distress much more outwardly by becoming aggressive or disobedient. Have you ever wondered what is really going on in their mind? Have you ever thought about that? Have you stopped to think about that? Because they're not just eyewitnesses to domestic violence. They're actively involved in trying to understand the abuse, predict when it will happen, protect themselves, their mother or their siblings, and then they're worrying about the consequences. Now, fear and secrecy dominate family relationships. You've all heard what happens in the home stays in the home. And survival becomes the primary goal of the family members. The focus on making it through each day, it leaves little room for fun and relaxation. 
or even getting their best basic needs met or planning for the future. It's difficult to process that one of your parents is being abused by your other because you love them. The child loves both of their parents. And they oftentimes, I get this, I, it happened to me. They oftentimes identify with the abusive partner as they ally with strength. So they may learn that violence is the right way and the only way to resolve conflicts. They don't know what a healthy relationship looks like or feels like, which puts them at a risk of being in an abusive relationship. I mean, this is exactly what happened to me. I had no idea what a healthy relationship looked like. So what did I do? I kept unknowingly opting for abusive relationships because that was what was normal to me. Let's hear Santina's story. Local resident Santina Proctor says she knows the harsh reality of watching abuse and the impact it has. She shared with News 3 the horrific abuse she said as she witnessed as a child. I remember he banged her head into a glass table. I remember just blood pouring out of her head as a little kid. I remember one time I was standing on the porch and he just came up and hit her on the head with a two by four piece of wood and knocked a piece of her ear off. Hmm. At 35 years old, Proctor said, she has a better understanding of how witnessing domestic violence has an impact on her adult life. And she continues on. She says, I would sabotage relationships when I felt like the people were getting too close to me. Two years ago, I was diagnosed with PTSD Although I wasn't physically abused, it turned me into a person I didn't like. I didn't like being standoffish. I didn't like being able not to receive love. I didn't want to doubt and have trust issues with people who never hurt me. It's scary. It impacts all children differently. Santina said to the outside world, she looked like she had things together. But inside, she was suffering and she was hurting. And I'm going to give you one more. Here's Maddie's story. Maddie is 13. Anyway, sometimes they would just argue and shout. But then I'd seen what he could do when he loses it. I had to make my mom go to the hospital. It was just horrible. In fact, I remember being amazed how she looked almost normal when they cleaned her up. But seeing it, or even worse, just hearing it was, I don't know, I couldn't bear it. And I wanted to kill him. I couldn't, I know, even if I was strong enough. So I just used to hold on to the little ones and sort of hide with them until it was over. You may be thinking, how can I leave my abusive relationship when we have kids together? Isn't that taking my child away from his or her father? Ask yourself this question. Is he truly being a dad by example? Is he showing love and patience and nurture? No. Not only that, who's going to raise your child if you're not alive to do so? I want you to think about how stress affects you. Now multiply that by 1000. That's what your child is feeling. 
How long does it take you to come down from the heightened sense of stress and fear and anger you feel after each abuse occurs? Who's comforting your child while you're nursing your own wounds? Are you forcing your child to mature too early because they're trying to take care of you? I can remember my three-year-old child watching me cry after abuse. He climbed to my lap, patting me on my back, saying, it's okay, mommy, it's okay, mommy, and hugging me. A three-year-old. Looking back at that makes me sad. So when planning to leave your abusive relationship, you want to keep quiet about it in front of your children. Young children may not be able to keep a secret from an adult in their life and may say something about your plan to leave without even realizing it. It's better for you and your children to be physically safe than for your children to know ahead of time that you will be leaving because your child needs to be in a nurturing and stable, stable environment in order to thrive. And only you can give that to your child. I hope you're thinking about this. I hope you're listening and going back and ruminating on some things that I've said because your child is so important and, and you're the caregiver, but you can't be the caregiver when you're being abused. Next week is the last in this series and I'm going to give you the exact plan you'll be able to follow to escape into the new year. Why is this important to me? because you are dynamic. And why are you dynamic? Because despite all of the trauma you've been through, you're still here.